Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. I'm Ethan, joined by Goldilocks Gav. What's up? And as always, Jacob behind the glass. That's me. Wow, look at that. Gang's back together. When was the last time we were together? I have not seen Gavin here in like, feels like three weeks. I was going to say about three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Nearly a month. Look at that. Who would have thought? Um, it's, a re- it's a whole reunion. We'll Original have to, threesome. We'll have to get used to it. It's been a... Threesome? I mean, a uh, uh, trio, trifecta, trio, trifecta, golden trio. <coughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> it makes you feel better. Um, Threesome. Talking about during the show, not after. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a rough couple of a crazy couple of weeks the past few weeks with all the different guests and changes of personnel, but it's been fun. Shout out, Paul. Shout and out, Brett. Paul and Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been great, Gavin. What have you been up to? Uh, work and school. That sounds fun. And then, you know, once a day, get to take a break and come over here. Once, one, a, once, once a, a week. Day. <laughs> once a day. Yeah, I'm over here at least once a day. <laughs> awesome. How great is that? Jake, what have you been up to? Um, working, a lot of sulking because oh, of same. a particular Disney Plus show. Ah, look at that little. Which we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into that. Um, and just before we get into that, though, uh, I don't. I think so. <laughs> I forgot to edit out the part where I said that I was gonna switch to me and Jacob in the future reviewing Kenobi because I thought I already edited it out, but I I don't know because I cut out a big chunk. And like I thought I thought it was in that chunk, but it wasn't. Wah, wah, so wah. very unfortunate. Will you cut that out? <laughs> Will you cut that out? <laughs> so uh, my apologies for the people that thought they missed something. The future is now. This is the future. <laughs> and when I said, "Hey, Jacob, you want to record?" The Kenobi review, he said, no, I'm too upset about it right now. I was just really <laughs> bummed. <laughs> I still <laughs> am. <laughs> we'll get into it. It was uh, I'll get worked up. It's fine. Unfortunate. Fortunate. Series of events. Um, but, yeah, it's great. I'm ready. Ready? Yep. All right. Let's get it started in here. And we're back. Um, now, on to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, sir. The Disney Plus show. I have seen such a, which I think is odd, a split. I've actually seen more people like it than more people dislike it. Yes. Which is kind of frustrating because that I really didn't like it. I think that's what's making me the most upset. Because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed some parts. I enjoyed. I did not enjoy some other parts. But overall, I wasn't satisfied. Left me wanting more, expected more, whatever. But the biggest part that upsets me is how people, a lot of people who are, like, critiquing it or giving their reviews are saying, yeah, it's flawed, but it's good. Like, they still, like, praise it or say, like, they yeah. loved it and it inspired them. It makes them want to watch the prequels again. But yeah, it could have been way better. I'm like, why? We, then why are you saying focus on that part? It I should have been. I think better. there were a lot of issues. That's my, what gets me worked. My up. takeaway of it was there were a lot of cool parts that were like very nostalgic, very cool to see. By the way, this will be a little spoiler filled. I'm sure it'll be very spoiler filled. <laughs> so uh, we we will have timestamps if you're listening on YouTube to skip ahead uh, to get past the Kenobi review. For those on Spotify. Suffer. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> suffer. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I really enjoyed a lot of parts that were just really cool to see. It was cool to see Ewan McGregor, Aiden Christensen in the Vader outfit. What, what little there was, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing, though. That was my a huge critique of, like, they had Hayden Christensen. They had Ewan McGregor. Why didn't they use them more with more scenes of them, more more yeah. Hayden and Christian was barely in it. I think all I know, all that was like one of the things they used, they pushed for fans in the marketing. To watch it. Yeah, Hayden in the marketing was all over it. It was in every single like it's a very Disney Star Wars thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I thought that motherfucker would have been the main character. It's it's a very Disney thing to do. Mm-hmm. D- they did it with with Finn. Yep. They did it with Zendaya in Homecoming. She was barely in Homecoming, and they used her a lot in the marketing. Mm. Cringe. Yeah, my, all of my like. The biggest gripes I have with the show 
are like all the production aspects, mm-hmm. like the writing, the plot direction, yeah. the all the all the side characters, stories that they focus so yeah. much on, like and that's the costume design, like music, music, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. The actual like Ewan's performance, him interacting with what he has, like you know what's actually written like him using mm-hmm. the script is he does a good job the interactions with him and hayden at the the last episode yeah about all there is um those stuff that stuff is fine but like the yeah, what i what i've said is and we, re- we review movies we review tv shows on here we critique them pretty heavily we know we we enjoy them it's it's our passion so take the star wars out of the show it's not a good show nope like it's not just because it's star wars and all the continuity errors and all just messing up the legacy characters, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a good show, and I think a lot of that comes from Disney and Lucasfilm hiring just anybody. Just, oh, let me look at this resume. Okay, you're hired, you're hired. People who don't know Star Wars, people who don't really have a passion for the craft, they just want Star Wars on their resume, maybe. Um, some of the best pieces of Star Wars that have come out recently are from people who love Star Wars, like mm-hmm. Dave Filoni. John Favreau. John Favreau. Sam Witwer. Yeah, is huge. I I love him. As yeah. he voices Darth Maul in the animated series, um, he was Star Killer, right? Star Killer. He voiced Star Killer in the Force Unleashed games. Like he does a lot I of voice knew acting. Knew I recognized that. He look, voice. looks just just looks just like him. Yeah, too. I was saying, I yeah. fucking knew I recognized him. So I I love him anytime he's in anything. So um, it, and it really that's sucks. the thing. None of them were attached to the show at all. Especially someone like Dave Filoni, who's worked with those characters in the Clone Wars, had nothing to do with the show. We talked about the writer not even knowing anything happening in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a slap in the face for people. It's just to put this together for fans that are so passionate about it and not really give any careful thought to it. You know, and then people just overlook all that. Yeah, and they, th- it's just like, eh, it could have been better, but I really liked it. What, like, which is fine if you really enjoyed it and you liked it. That's great. I said before this show even came out, like, I don't have any expectations. I don't like to get hung up on, like, the release or, like, mm-hmm. when it's coming out and anticipating it a lot. I just want to sit down and watch it. So I usually, like, in the moment, I don't critique anything or, like, analyze everything in my head as I'm watching the show. But this show, Kenobi, took me out of that to where I was finding myself doing that because just all the gripes that we talked about, mm-hmm. like, the setting, like, on Tatooine. There was no aliens. It was all just people, humans mm. dressed up. Zero yeah, aliens. I when didn't you know, that. in A New Hope, they they showcase like the cantina bar. There's it's aliens left and right. They got the band playing. They got you know big lizard people taking drinks and laughing with each other. That's 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 the scene when Ben and Luke go in and meet Han Solo and Chewbacca. That that that's the entire setup. The alien bar. And then, you know, Phantom Menace, when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are fixing the ship and they're walking around Tatooine, there's all these huge, you know, beast-carrying stuff. Yeah. Jawa's walking around. So Bulba attacks Jar Jar Binks because of, like, this crazy fish thing. Like, it, that's all missing in this show. So, I mean, it just, it feels like if the three of us were to get a cast together of everybody and just go out into the desert and film some snippets. And that's... From the critiques I have seen. From money in our it. pockets. Yeah. And like everybody's like, yep, this uh, could have been better, but it looks good. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> is, this is good Star Wars. <laughs> that That's a huge critique I've seen too is just overall it felt like a fan film. Like with the even the lightsaber scenes, um, like the Cory scene when Vader and Obi-Wan first meet. It's with, with Vader too is he had a lot of cool like intimidating Vader scenes, but he also had a lot of scenes where it's like that doesn't seem like Vader. He was inconsistent throughout. Um, they're not supposed to give Vader an arc because he's, ar- he's already had his arc. So he's supposed to be just this brutal which, villain. Yeah, exactly, which is why I think the direction of this entire plot line, like Obi-Wan being called into action to save young Leia is the whole show pretty much. I, I don't think that's a good premise for this Kenobi show. Mm-hmm. For the in-between, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope. It sh- they should have told these kind of s- this kind of story of like Obi-Wan's you know, how downtrodden he is and his, like, redemption into becoming Ben Kenobi should have been told through, like, more flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, th- the, the interaction with him and, and Anakin yeah, as, you know, Aiden and Ewan from the prequels. I, I just... 
I didn't find myself enjoying the story they were telling about, you know, rescue Leia, rescue Leia again, escape Reva, oh, yeah. escape Reva again. I think the show, because with Obi-Wan, there's only so much you can do with the character because of what's, and that's just the characters in general. There's only so much you can do with them because of already what's been established, which is why you should take more care in the writing because you have to go through all these hoops yeah, and these backflips. Half-handedly. Um, but they, I feel like they didn't even consider that. And I think they could have done a better show if they made like a Vader show with Ewan McGregor in it and have that Obi-Wan interaction. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's un- The whole show is unnecessary, so it, it needed to be really good for it to, to dignify its existence. So here was one of the problems that I had. Get closer. Oh, here's one of the problems that I had. Um, force users can sense each other, can't they? If you're basing your opinion off just the Kenobi show alone, be cautious. But well, no, like theoretically, yes. Even yeah. using like the prequels and then using sequels when Yoda. No, like, no. Oh, there is I'm another. I'm just like, what's your yeah? What's your question? Oh, yeah. okay. Because the part where again didn't watch the whole show, but I watched the last episode. Right. Reva survived by hiding underneath the bodies of Jedi, right? Yeah, that's what she wings. said. Yeah, she wouldn't Anakin have sensed her. Yeah, he could have, should have. So, like, wouldn't he just? killed her right there well that's a whole yeah. inconsistency with reva in general is that she survived getting stabbed twice twice once as a as a child and then i think it wasn't really in character for vader to just stab her again and walk away yep, that's when, it when someone standing <laughs> next to him just got stabbed and is alive in the same spot and yeah you can make the argument that he has two stomachs but that's never mentioned in the show so the they casual viewer make, won't even know that they should make that apparent like <laughs> oh he's got two stomachs but, like, they, they throw in, like, a throwaway line where it's, like, what does he say? Like, revenge will do wonders for the will to live yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, you could, like, infer that Reva and the Grand Inquisitor both wanted their revenge against Reva to Vader, Grand Inquisitor to her, and that kept them alive. But it's, like, so don't be so vague about it if that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to get at. Wasn't that what kept Maul alive? Yeah, and but they, they did that they really do well. That really well <laughs> in the Clone Wars. Oh, true. How he's like delirious just and psychotic, wants and wants to kill Kenobi. He's not in his right mind. Yeah. He's just like whispering under his breath, like Kenobi, Kenobi. As he's like just lost his mind. He's not even Maul anymore. Such a cool character. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> the only thing that took me out of it is even though with the fight scenes and stuff, it's like I don't know. There was no weight to me for me no. in the fight scenes because yeah. it's like, oh, I know Vader's gonna live. Not I know Obi Wan's gonna live. Not even that. Even when Reva takes Luke. Luke, I'm like, <laughs> oh no! When is he? When are they gonna get him back? Because we got like 20 more minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know he's a New Hope, so. So that's that's on the God. that's on the writer's part because oh. it's like you know Reva's not gonna kill Luke. Yeah. You know that for a fact. Why do they make it like it's gonna happen? There's no tension anywhere in the show. There was at no point where I was just like, oh no, how are they gonna make it out? Like, th- like the premise is not there. There hasn't been a good lightsaber fight in Star Wars since Revenge of the Sith. And you can't say the throne room in Last Jedi because that was horribly choreographed. I wasn't um, going to say that one. Okay. Well, you're thinking, you and you can't think of any. <laughs> I thought I was thinking of the Mandalorian. There's lightsaber fight? No. Not lightsaber. Like, but Luke, like, destroying the dark troopers? No, I was thinking of more, like... The dark saber... Dark saber versus Moff Gideon. Mando versus... Spoiler. Versus Moff Gideon. He was using a spear, and Moff Gideon had a... Closest we're going to get. Blade. Closest we're going to get. But it still wasn't... Dark Saber. To be fair, both neither of them were. Can't compare it to Revenge of the Sith, Anakin versus Obi Wan. Well, another argument I heard for like for the sequel trilogy is that when it comes to like Finn and Rey, they weren't really trained. Doesn't Kylo, on the other hand, should have been cool. (laughs) Yeah. Again, not making an excuse there, but all the rebuttals I've heard is that Anakin and Obi Wan trained from like birth versus Rey, who had like ten minutes with Luke. You can still do great fight. It's not even about. Training. It was just an excuse to make up the shitty fighting. What's I get it. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not no I get it. it. Like a lightsaber is basically weightless. It's just the weight of the hilt. And in the sequel trilogy, they're swinging around like baseball bats, and like and they're doing that in Obi Wan Kenobi too. It's just. I will mention that's what I did not like about the fight with Vader. Yeah, he, it's just he fought just like he, f- he fought like the sequels. The well, these guys are trained in the lightsaber and the Jedi arts, but they're fighting like how Rey and Finn fought. The, the only thing I can't wrap my head around is that Vader. Kills a fuck ton of people. One of the most powerful, well, current, powerful, like, people that can wield his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Why does he move so fucking clunky? 
because it's, it's robotic. I don't. I, I don't. I get that part, but I, I mean, actually like, don't have a problem with the fight scenes, like choreography itself, because I don't want it to be about that. Like, I'm yeah. not expecting the flips and turns like yeah. the that was in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Like, for example, the first fight in what episode three, and it's like the fucking construction zone fight. Yeah. <laughs> the the setting is horrible, but like that's what made it look like even more like a fan film. They, they didn't tell a story with the fight scenes. Like, if, you know, the whole thing of, like, why did Vader let him go? He could have crossed the fire, whatever. They need to portray that better in the fight. Like, oh, the Darth Vader's, like, calling him weak, like, disappointed that how weak Obi-Wan's become. And they don't show that at all. Like, if they just showed Vader, like, easily disarming Obi-Wan and, like, pushing him back and letting him get up and, like, letting him get his saber, even, like, giving his saber to him, like, get up and fight me. And then, like letting him go because he's so disappointed and he wants to fight him again. Like they don't show that they don't mm -hmm. tell any of that story. It's just, Oh, they're fighting. Here's this random, really wide view. And then a random, really close up shot. Yeah, like I had a problem with the with the cinematography too. It's just a, it's a culmination of directing, writing, everything coming together that just, it took me out of it in, in a way I've never experienced watching anything <laughs> like a Marvel movie, Star Wars, anything. I I usually don't find myself disliking something until after, until I've thought about it, until I've processed everything. Yeah. But in Kenobi, I was just like I I'm having I'm str I was struggling watching the finale because of just how everything was hitting me. It was bad. Oh. Yeah. So overall, f I gave it a 4 out of 10. Me too. I'm oh. willing to compromise to 4.5. Well, okay, yeah, so five. we got a lot of stuff you <laughs> didn't like, but what did you like about it? I really liked the ending, like Ewan and Hayden with the cut mask, everything to get to that point. I don't regard, but like the interaction, the you didn't you didn't kill Anakin, you didn't kill you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Him calling him Darth, I thought that was a Darth, nice touch. Obi you know, Anakin's cry for Obi Wan. Um, distorted voice i liked the prequel duel like stuff like the de-aging i don't have a huge problem okay. with so that, that was a big grab like oh hayden looks super old well here's the thing like, with I me don't, i can overlook here's that the thing kind with, of stuff here's the thing with me it, with, it's so you, easy to do here's the, I, mean. yeah, I know that's <laughs> that's my problem is we've talked on the show many times about like cgi stuff and how you guys or gavin especially is really a stickler for the cgi like in moon knight's costume or Moon yeah. Knight in general mm -hmm. i'm just like oh i can always look past that i can always look past that yeah for some reason, in the DH, like with Hayden Christensen, I was like, it's, it's the fact that it's so easy to do that someone did it the, the same the day same the day episode the episode came out, came out and YouTube. it looks so much better. It's it just shows the and that's why I don't that's why I am a stickler for it. It just it's a it shows dollar it shows the exactly. lack of care. It shows and people the lack are of care. saying, oh, I mm -hmm. love this show. It's so good. Like giving it like they're saying, I love it. I love it. This is so good. But, it, I mean, it could have been better, like, 8 out of 10, 7 <laughs> out of 10. I'm like, why? Uh, I've seen both of, like, the de-aging duel yeah. and, you know, the original one that they yeah. released. But And I like both. I, when I first saw the, the scene, I was like, this is awesome. This is cool. This is, this is what should be the show. This is the fourth, epi fifth episode. Yeah. And, and they're barely doing this. And when it comes to effects, I could forgive Moon Knight because, A, nobody fucking knows who the hell Moon Knight is. <laughs> That's... <laughs> And that's whatever, but this is Star that's Wars. That's why I'm this so. That's why I, I am so pissed off about it. Is it's not even just like a throwaway show. I'm a, no, it's Kenobi. not. Not the fact like Obi Wan. I'm going to compare it to Andor, the new, the show that's coming out. Is in this August. the stuff of like we're talking about Andor having this stuff? Maybe, Maybe but, but you're still you're, you're dealing the Diego Luna from Rogue One, the the guy in Rogue One making a show about him. Who also we know how his thing <laughs> ends. <laughs> fuck! Why do they keep doing this? See, nobody asks for it. Why but the fuck do they keep doing that? But here's the thing: people are gonna like that show a lot more because they're not they don't have such a huge attachment to yeah. the character, and because it actually might be good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more I'm more excited. I have more hope that Andor is gonna be better than Kenobi. I'm only excited because I want to see the robot. I forgot his name, but K2SO. Cool. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see him. The, he's an Imperial security droid that was turned to the rebellion. That's cool. Um. But yeah, with Kenobi, it's it's important characters that people are passionate about, and they don't they don't treat them with any care. Yep, they don't treat the show at all with any care. Yep, it's a bad show. Take the Star Wars out; it's still a bad show. Yep, 
And that that's my consent. <laughs> that's my quote is, it's a bad show. Take the Star Wars out. It's still a bad show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks because I feel like it's a theme with Disney Plus shows of the first episode being like, okay, I, I'm, I'm I like it where it's going. Everything in between, ugh. And then the last show. And the last one kind of patching everything together throws in the cool But parts. Kenobi was really bad to, to patch things up. And I, to, I don't think I elaborated more on your question, Gavin, like what I liked. I yeah, liked, we just went uh, back to not liking it. I'm sorry. I, I liked uh, seeing Ian, Ian McDermott as uh, Darth, Darth Palpatine, Sidious yeah. Palpatine again. That was cool. I was not expecting that. I was just like, whoa. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn finally showing up at the very end for like 10 seconds, he said yes. two lines. He <laughs> cashed in that check. That was the easiest <laughs> check he's ever gotten. Yep. What, did, uh, that was what cool. did Liam Neeson Liam Neeson said, yeah, he was totally down to do it. He didn't want anyone else to be Qui-Gon Jinn. That's, that was his reasoning. Good. He sh- nobody else should yeah. be. I mean. <laughs> also, isn't there like huge talk that Kenobi's going to get a season two? As well? Yep. And that's the huge thing is like, there's no, because you're dealing with the frame, you're dealing with nine years. You're dealing with where they ended the show and where a new hope picks up. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with that time frame, and it's like there's only so much you can do, and I don't want to see him going off tattooing again. I don't want to see him doing all that when he's supposed to be a guardian over Luke, like in Rebels, like Sam mm-hmm. Witwer, yep. when he was talking about Maul, Maul's death, and talking about how Obi-Wan is a Jedi Master on guard, on a duty, watching Luke. Yep. It's leave Kenobi alone. Leave him on Tatooine. Let <laughs> Don't ruin it anymore between you and McGregor and Alec um, Guinness. Alex Guinness. Alec Guinness. Alec. I got it right the first time. It, I mean, season two, realistically, Obi-Wan can't leave Tatooine ever again. He knows what's going to happen if he does. Also, huge plot hole. Reva uses Leia to have Bail Organa <laughs> call out to Obi-Wan, right? That's yep. her plan. Correct. Now the Empire knows Bail Organa knows Obi-Wan. That yep. would immediately, like, mm-hmm. get this man, like... Also, yep. isn't Obi-Wan <laughs> supposed to be fucking laying low? Yep. That's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of defeats that's the purpose. That's what I'm saying. The exactly. whole premise of this show is just... That, that's another kind of throwaway thing, too, of um, Palpatine being like, oh, you're a little obsessed with, with your master, like your old master. Like, you should probably forget about it. Hey, man, we're trying to build a Death Star here. And then, An- <laughs> and then Vader's like, okay, yeah, he's gone. You're right. He means nothing to me. <laughs> oh. If one of the Jedi Masters that survived Order 66, yeah, I let him go. The, one of the greatest Fuck. Jedis, Fuck yeah. They could have redeemed them. a little bit if, like, at that part, I was ha- out 10% of me was expecting, like, Starkiller to come walking in. <laughs> 10%. That's a lot of percent. That would have been fun. That, that, that would have been, been cool. Sick. Starkiller TV show win? Oh. Never. Make him canon. That would make make it like a fun Disney. That's too fucking cool for Disney. I was going to say, that'd make a cool Disney thing, and they just don't want to do that. It's not in their plans. We're doing Andor. Yeah. Next up, the the BB-8 show. (laughs) BB-8 show. That would actually, I would be a little excited for that. Star Wars Resistance, season four. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. There's three seasons already of that. there's like two. What? There's two. What's Star Wars Resistance? It's the Clone Wars, but it's the sequels. Yes. It's the resistance, like Poe and everything. It's the Clone Wars, but it's it, it's animated. Yes. Poe's in it. Yeah, they're all I in it. I've never seen it. I have never I think heard Clone of Wars it. Clone Wars Rebels. No, oh, yeah, I downgrade know. Downgrade the animation. There you go. And Ooh. Rebels is already downgraded from Clone well, Wars. Well, Rebels is at least like tolerable. Yeah. But like they went back to two D like kid drawings for yeah. Resistance, so it just oh, it's two D. Okay. But I mean, I'm I liked like Rebels. I think it was cool. All right, man. Um. Rough. We didn't even talk about Reva, but... No. Why would you? Exactly. It's Why would you? Her character could have been better if they just told us her motivations up front. Yep. They waited five episodes for us, like, just hating her, and then give us that, her motivation, and it's like, oh. Here's a lesson in it. writing Disney, Disney writers. You can <laughs> tell the audience something, and the other characters can still not know about it. Yeah, we learned <laughs> that in D&D. Your characters can have secrets, and the players can know... As long as the characters don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just didn't like the whole, I changed my mind after five episodes of this shit. I'm going to not do what I've been trying to do forever. My biggest problem was she's like, am I Vader? I'm like, nope. How does that make you Vader? <laughs> you couldn't kill one kid, which if you killed him would benefit Vader. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. You whatever. Kick in the get, head. Out of, get out of here. Yep. And I have no, yep. um, what is it called? 
I have no right. problem with the actress. I'm I've actually feel bad for her. Yeah, she got handed a shit character I just like John Boyega. It's also she's not a Star Wars fan either, so she's getting all this so hate bad. from Star Wars fans. <laughs> And she's not even a Star Wars fan. Why the fuck did she take the role? <laughs> exactly. Because it's money. It's free money. It's the easiest money you'll ever make. True. You get to be a shitty character and you just get paid. And season two means you get to come back. Fuck. Yeah. Easy as shit. I do. Exactly. She's going to show up in The Mandalorian. She's going to get her own spinoff show. Plus, let's be honest. Even if you didn't like Star Wars, would you pass up a role to be in Star Wars? Hell no, I wouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> if somebody came to me and was like... Trooper. But at that point, that's when I would kind of dive into Star Wars and make sure I get it right because I know how the fan base is. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> rated R Star Wars Super TV show? That'd be sick. Rated R Rogue that'd One. That'd be awesome. Rogue One should have been rated R. Changed my mind. Like a like uh, a cool. like a war movie but with stormtroopers would be pretty cool. I want to see a show where it's like the stormtroopers perspective but it's not like Battle it's not the Empire. Two, where it's yeah. like I don't want it to be like, "Oh, well we need to join." The- I want a fucking bad stormtrooper that's just like, "Let's just do all the bad shit we can." irredeemable anti-hero type of story. Because Battlefront 2 started out with that story where it was like, you play as a stormtrooper right after the second Death Star blows up, and the whole story is her slowly turning against the Empire and going into the Rebellion. And I'm like, I, I want people that are like not ashamed of what they did for of the, the Empire. Empire. I want yeah. them to see as the Rebels as the bad guys. They're like, in these are the terrorists what killing did all that? friends. In Bad Batch, they yeah. do a little bit of that. Where like, because the Bad Batch are clones, right? Yeah. They don't have the inhibitor... They don't have... Or it's defective. It's defective. They Mm -hmm. get it taken out really early. So they're not under the influence of Order 66. So they go rogue. But one of their members is like diehard Empire, like I'm following orders. So he like becomes the bad guy. Mm. And then it's like right after Order 66. So like the Empire's like... They're doing like all this installation on every planet. And they're like putting in their structure everywhere. So they it kind of shows a little bit of that. Well, like, well, it's just like, oh, like in order to like kill civilians, and this guy's like, yep, sure. I don't <laughs> know. My husband or my wife or whatever was on the Death Star, and the rebels just fucking blew it up. I yeah. want to kill all the that'd rebels be, now. Yes, that'd be sick. Here, and here's the thing too: of the Empire has so much reach and so much control and so much influence. Influence. It's like, Propaganda. why don't you make something that to kind of like, oh, that's how people support the Empire. Or, oh, that's why you're fighting yeah. for the Empire. Show us. But the pros Disney's of the never going to do that. They're always going to allude to, you know, just like George Lucas, they're going to keep the Empire as, like, the bad Nazis guys. influence, like, they're bad guys, rebels, good guys, and they're going to treat you like an idiot, and you can't think. Which, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. No, it's there's fine if you're telling that story. Like, the Empire is bad guys. Yeah, they're blowing up planets. However. Show us how they I have so many people. Yes. Yeah. Because they're, they're How army. people support this or exactly. let this happen. How is not the entire galaxy just joining the rebellion? Well, somebody yeah. told me that, oh, all the stormtroopers are just clones. And I'm like, they're I swear not. to God, all the stormtroopers no, are people they, that were like, yo, I want to be in the Empire. They're <laughs> recruited. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like let Han me Solo joined the Empire because yeah. he wanted to get off planet. But he did join the Empire. Oh, yeah, well, then I think some point in the sequels, they make it to where, ah, oh, you're kidnapped as a kid and then thrown in. But That was First Order. Well, which is different. The remnants of the Empire is what they call it. They the had title crawl. Palpatine had special orders in place for if you How were did he survive? Defeated. Somehow. Somehow. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy Somehow. ran out of ideas. <laughs> Gosh. Halfway through okay. Force Awakens script, they were like, fuck. What do we do? <laughs> Halfway through Force yeah. Awakens. No, it was much later. It was the end of Last Jedi. They're like, fuck, what do we do? No. Palpatine, Lando, get them in here. Nostalgia. So, so I saw... Uh, an interview, or I read an interview of Harrison Ford. People asking him, like, was Han Solo a Force ghost at the end of Rise of Skywalker? Oh, he said, I don't know. I don't care. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you asked the, the one person in that fucking entire cast that could not care less about Star Wars. <laughs> Literally. A question about Star Wars lore. That's so funny. He dude. probably would have been like, who the fuck he is He only Han Solo? agreed to do Force Awakens because he was guaranteed <laughs> to die. Yeah. He's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. How'd they if convince I die? him to come back to Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> I, I, who knows, bro? <laughs> That's a lot of money. A lot of zeros. <laughs> All right, that's enough of Kenobi. Um, so let's get on to something a little bit more um, spicy. Oh, baby. <laughs> that was bad, my bad. <laughs> Kevin and I watched Elvis earlier this week. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is a movie I was kind of really looking forward to. Um, however, the movie's just a little better than okay, in my opinion. Oh, I'm like the opposite. I fucking love this movie. I'd go see it again. Um, we're not going to give too much away. Uh, my stickler was Austin Butler was great. Performances were great. Music was great. Um, I just wasn't a fan of the editing and how the story was told. 
it was very jumpy and back to for back and forth, very choppy. Um, it kept jumping from time time period to time period to time period to time period. Really, like twenty times in fifteen minutes. I did hate how like the narrator was the person we're supposed to hate. Yeah, and they were kind of almost trying to seem like he wasn't the bad guy. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> he seemed like the bad guy from the beginning. Yeah, it's like the moment someone goes like, "Oh, they think I'm the bad guy." I'm like. I automatically think you're the bad guy, considering you're trying so hard. To he is a stereotypical not. bad guy. He's a heavy set guy with a fedora and a cigar and a cane. And he's greedy. And he has a Gambling European addiction. accent. Um, anyway, what would you give it? I'd give it a 75. I'm giving it an 87. 87. Okay. Um, Good my, my main part review is I wouldn't have as much a problem with it if they called it they just changed the title to The Man Who Made Elvis because there was a lot of Tom Hanks in it for a movie about Elvis. Um, and Tom Hanks playing Elvis's manager, which w- the movie was about how the manager just screwed him over. Um, so they should have called it The Man Who Made Elvis instead of Elvis. I feel like we didn't get enough Elvis. That was my whole thing of like wanting more of Austin Butler's performance and more of him acting as Elvis. Not to mention Elvis, the title was already taken. They did another 70s. I think it was in the 70s they did a movie. They just called it Elvis, too. Elvis. <laughs> so could have called it just another name. The man who made it. Like, it, they could have called it anything. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It. We'll be back in about 50 years when they redo the movie again. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool question, I guess. Uh, what musician or person in pop culture that has passed away or something um, would you want a movie made about? Like kind of like a like a Bohemian Rhapsody or an Elvis or a Rocket Man type movie. Fuck, I don't know. Kurt Cobain. That'd be very <laughs> very tragic. Oh no. <laughs> oh mama. Um I don't know. I Good feel question. like I feel like all the artists I would want already do have movies. Does them. Michael Jackson have a movie like that? I'm one hundred percent willing to bet. There's no I, way they doesn't. I, I can't think of one. That's the thing. Like I would. That's, love what to I, that's see. why I don't want to say one because it's like, yeah. oh, there's like there's seven one movies. done like a while ago. I know the, the this, this is, is us it. or this. I don't is know it. if Prince has one. Was that when he was still alive? Or no, it's right right after he died. 2009, yeah. And it was more of it was a documentary type. I'm talking about like a high cast like an actor to play him. Michael Jackson. I'd like one for Prince and about him. I don't think Prince won. Um. I feel like I would know if a Prince one existed <laughs> outside of like you know, just a doc- documentary. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool to see, like, Michael Jackson's story from childhood to, you know, growing up and I seeing how they do that. I just don't know if they could do that because there's a lot of controversy around yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah, that too. But so, which you yeah. would think with all the shit that Elvis did, you, there would be a lot of controversy around him. But Well, it was much longer ago, so maybe in 30 years we'll have a Michael Jackson movie. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can understand. Uh, no, it just I felt bad for Elvis just because of how dirty he got did. He did. I said that weird, I think. That's what happens. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't be a rock star, kids. The boy did have drip, though. He did. <laughs> he fucking, oh, he did. And inspired an entire outfit for people for generations to come that are still replicating it to this day. And awesome. Uh, but, yeah, if you haven't seen Elvis, I still recommend watching it. I want to I wanna know what you guys think. Um, if you have seen it, leave a comment down below of your thoughts. Just because I feel like I'm the I'm the only one who has a lot of these criticisms towards it, even though I really like Elvis. Um, but yeah, that's that's Elvis for you. And uh, now we're gonna get to a quick announcement. So I mentioned this last week. Uh, me and Paul, friend of the show, are starting another podcast called the Old Fashioned Podcast. It's going to be starting up here in the next few weeks, and uh, there's an Instagram for it, uh, the Old Fashioned Pod, if you want to give that a follow for all the updates, and once we start posting and start the recording and all that. But I'm really excited for what's to come of it, and if you want to know what it's about, here it is. As it stands right now, the Old Fashioned Podcast is where we discuss important life topics with different perspectives from guests we'll bring on, as well as our own point of views. The premise began with how to become the best version of yourself, and we intend to grow throughout the show, so it's only natural that the podcast will evolve as time goes on. And uh, it'll be me and Paul. It'll be great. It'll be very different from the white noise, so you'll have two different shows. If you like one better than the other, if you want to watch both of them, then you'll have a little bit of a 
a little bit of variety. Um, so we, we expect the first episode to be released the first, the second week, first or second, the second week of July or that second Sunday of July. So be on the lookout for that. It will be video recorded too. So you'll be able to see mine and Paul's face. Unfortunately, uh-huh. I'm sorry about that, but I think, uh, It'll help with engagement, and we'll see how that goes, and maybe White Noise will move on to video as well. Whoa. So <coughs> you'll get to see Gavin's beautiful face. Put on God. some pants. <laughs> Gavin will have to keep his shirt on. You'll be able to see Gavin's facial reactions that we keep talking about. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, yeah, the Old Fashioned Pod, go check that out um, on Instagram. It's just Old Fashioned Pod. And while you're there, go check out OEF Studios and – OEF white noise. Give us a follow there. Interact with us. Leave a comment. Send a message. Gavin will respond. He loves responding. Nice. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> and uh, let's get to the movie review. <laughs> All right. Uh, the movie of the week this week was Spiderhead. Correct. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it, Gavin? Um... You know, looking at the reviews and stuff, I don't know. I, I did have a little bit of like, a, oh, this movie's not going to be that good type of vibe. But um, honestly, I like this film. I don't understand too much why everybody hated it so much. Yeah. I mean, it's funny It's funny because the critics actually gave it a higher rating than the audience score did which for the most part. Is, which never really happens unless it's, uh, unless it's like super high. Yeah. But this was low, so it's like, wow. And even like... Even Google users and other review sites had it low, so I don't. So obviously, it's widely un- unliked. I guess maybe we'll have to wait for Rotten Gems to review it, so that way we can get their verdict on it. Yeah, Ro- shout out I, Brett. I think uh, Rotten Gems should check it out, see if it's worth it. But I will say, I, like, I'm reading some of the reviews right now, and I don't really agree with it. I thought Chris Hemsworth as the villain was awesome, and I for some reason people are saying, "Oh, this role was too big for him; he couldn't fill it too much." And I. I thought he I did. I beg to differ. It reminded me a lot, and I see a comment right here, um, of Ex Machina. Yeah. It was. It reminded me a lot of that. I, I really liked Ex Machina. I really liked this. Um, Chris Hemsworth did amazing playing that kind of friendly villain. Like, from the start, you're like, this guy might be the villain, mm-hmm. but he was super nice. You're like, oh, maybe he's not. Maybe there's something else going on, but I enjoyed his performance. I enjoyed Miles Teller's performance. Um, the, yeah, the beginning definitely... It it, t- it takes it takes you a while to kind of understand what's going on, but I think that's part of the nature of it, especially with the whole drug experiments and stuff. One thing um, I will agree with when it does come to some of the bad reviews is the movie was a little what's it, what's it called? It starts with a P. It's like when you predict predictable. There you go. Predictable. Um, I mean, kind of tying back into what you said, like, oh, is he gonna be the villain? I knew like right away. Yeah. That I'm like, that's our villain right there. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah. You need a you need a villain in this yeah. type of story, but I also knew that they were gonna thwart him. I would have preferred, honestly, I was kind of like for an ending that I would want. I would have wanted for Chris Hemsworth to be like, "Oh, Mark went to go get the authority. You mean you mean this Mark right here?" And like show Mark's fucking dead, <laughs> and then it's like nobody's coming for you, dude. Like yeah, you always like villains. It's not them. even that, but if we're doing like a realistic type of movie here, like Mark should not have been so easily persuaded or. For somebody I, who has cameras yeah. everywhere, I feel like Chris Hemsworth should have been on to that. I think so. That was something I noticed, too, of, like, he has cameras in the rooms. Why can't he exactly. see this? And especially since he's so interested in Miles in, Teller's character, Jeff, you would think that he would be paying attention yeah. to when they're messing with his, what did they call it, the fucking thing they put the medicine in? The pack something. The pop pack or whatever. I don't know. Pod pack. Uh, um, it's not good. But it's just, I don't know. I I hate it when a villain is super smart and then just magically is dumb as shit for the plot to advance. Like, one thing I liked about Ex Machina is that he the villain was outsmarted. Uh-huh. And there were ways that the heroes outsmarted the villain, but here it was just like, ah, uh, you just didn't pay enough attention. For somebody who has cameras and ultimately in a fucking prison, ironically enough, did not pay enough attention and ultimately ended up being his downfall and i just i think it would have been a more realistic and in my opinion more of an enjoyable ending we'll be if, back. if chris hemsworth had been like oh yeah nope mark is here he's dead don't worry we're gonna get rid of him yeah. 
oh, he got killed by an inmate. Simple well, as that. And I, then I'm going to overload your packs and just kill you because I now think, you know too much. I think that was also kind of out of character for Chris Hemsworth because, yeah, he was the villain, but it's not like he was intentionally, like, wanting to kill someone. He wasn't a murderer um, until the end. He kind of snapped a little bit, but I don't think... Well, that's why... I, I don't think he would have that cold-blooded, like, oh, Mark's dead. Like, I killed him. Like, I don't... That, uh, that wasn't his character, but I, I can see where you're coming from with that critique. I overall enjoyed it, but, yeah, you can pick out little nitpicks. I don't know why it was rated so low. I feel like it's the perfect movie for people to just watch and enjoy because it did have that kind of interesting take. I can see why you would think that it wouldn't be in character for Chris Hemsworth or the villain. What the fuck was his name? Why do I keep Steve. saying Chris? Steve, okay. <laughs> why do I keep calling it Chris Steve. Hemsworth? Steve. I can see why you would think it's not in character, but I mean, Steve is really willing to kill Jeff at the end there with the knife. Like, well, that's at the end when he's like snapping everything well, slipping away. He, like when he's when he's now him, when it's threatening him, him killing going to Mark. Jail. Him killing Mark was would have been very premeditated. Well, I'm not saying he personally has to kill Mark, but like security grabs him or maybe throws him in the room and they fill him with the shit and it's like, no, yeah. you're not going to. It's or maybe he keeps him prisoner there. I, I, but I'm just saying for him to just for Mark to get away and Steve to not know what is, at all is going on. That just I can I can like see that of just Chris Hemsworth's. Um, character's motivation and kind of just his arc, I guess, was inconsistent with him being buddy-buddy, but then him needing, like, yeah. that kind of uh, security. You watch The Kingsman, right? The, ori- like the, the original one? one? Yeah. yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. What I liked so much about that one is when they explode, spoiler alert, <laughs> when they uh, explode the inhibitor or the chips or whatever, Yeah. you know, he's like, do you think I would put that in my own head? He does all these countermeasures, and it's like, oh, the only way you're killing him is just gotta fucking do it there's no outsmarting him to kill him and i would have liked that to have been more chris emsworth like for instance jeff being able to activate his pack and i was like why would you allow the oh inmate God. here well it's it to do that it's showing the amount of trut i think which uh, here's my defense for it like i can see the criticism but my defense for it could be he has such a good relationship with the inmates and has that friendship level with all of them the open door policy that he said that he doesn't even see it as a problem of having him have the same device that can control like everyone's Moby pack. Right. It's just, uh, and then of course you know they had the pill where it's like you're supposed to follow orders, all that, whatever. But it, I, I just uh, I don't know. For someone who's a genius, you would think you wouldn't allow the prisoners that are there for like murder to be able to access your level. I mean, it's stupid for you to really get high well, on your own supply yeah. to begin with, but. Don't give them the key. Like, it would have been cool if he had tried to do that. And then, you know, Steve turns around and goes, oh, what, did you think you can access? Do you think I would hand you the fucking remote yeah. control to me? I, I can see that, too. That was my other criticism is um, the violent criminals. Like, I don't think violent criminals who have, like, serial killer level criminals should have open door policy and that kind of level of friendship with exactly. the facility. That just seems like a glaring uh, plot hole. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. 75% for me. I'm going to give it a 70. I thought everything was enjoyable. I think Chris Hemsworth did a great job as a villain. I'm not saying it was his fault for yeah. not being a good villain. I'm just saying from for a genius standpoint, like if we're supposed to believe this villain is a genius, it makes no sense for me t- for these types of events that led to his downfall to happen. If it was like he was high on drugs or whatever, and then this is how it happened, sure. But, I mean, he was sober when it happened, so it makes absolutely no sense to me that he got technically outsmarted yeah. by being ignorant. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it all. I don't agree with the reviews. Um, Rotten Tomatoes audience score is 30%. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was a terrible movie. Yeah, like That's like my only gripe with the movie is yeah. just that part. The critic score is 41, so it is rotten. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably watch it again. Um, yeah, I would. I think it's a cool premise cool movie and i love the performance of hemsworth and teller i've been watching a lot of miles teller movies recently <laughs> over the past few months i've seen war dogs whiplash i have not seen whiplash yet it's a great movie it's one that God. i like oh i want to watch that movie but i just i don't think it was that watch long, it. Was it 2014 i think well no i didn't think the oh. movie like no the it was time. like an hour 40 or something yeah I wasn't worried about it being long. <laughs> oh, no, I just like... Well, that's just our, That's what we always go to. It's a, ma- it's a matter of we're in class. We have to watch a movie for school. We look at the runtime to see how much time it's going to take. Up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Put the playback speed onto 1.5. Exactly. That's so funny, though. 
that's what it is. I just, hmm. uh, yeah, Whiplash is really good. I Miles Teller is an underrated actor. I think him kind of breaking out in a uh, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick is gonna give him even more roles and more recognition because mm-hmm. he's always been flying under the radar. But he's done he's done a great job. Yeah, 2014, and it's an hour and 46. So if you're worried about the runtime, Whiplash is an hour and 46. Oh, good. Now I can watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the movie review. Uh, next week, what are we watching, Gav? All right. Uh, for next week, we're going to stir it up a little, and we're going to do Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. After we Eddie watch Murphy. the movie, uh, we can go ahead and you'll get the joke that I just made there. But Who, who's reading past that? Right. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. Okay. Cool. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like 1984? Let me... How many are, aren't there like aren't there like three of them? About like at least three years. Beverly ago. Hills Chihuahua, right? Nope. Oh, Beverly Hills. You're Cop. thinking of Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a, a sequel. Good one, dude. I have yet to see that. What is that? that? Oh, that's with Chris Farley, where he was like, um, an orphan who was a, adopted by a, a dojo of like ninjas, and then and then he was sent to Beverly Hills, or there was a girl who came looking for like a ninja to hire. But he's not, he's like a, a, a fool. So yeah. he's not a real it's ninja. A ha- it's a Happy Gilmore slapstick movie. Yeah. So. so he ends up going to <laughs> Beverly Hills and just like getting in trouble and saving the day as Chris Farley, who is playing a ninja, would. Yeah. It's exactly what you would expect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Beverly Hills cop, uh, after his childhood, Buddy is murdered while visiting Detroit. Can't have life in Detroit. Uh, rebellious <laughs> cop, Axel Foley played by Eddie Murphy, follows the leads to Beverly Hills, California, under the... Under the... 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 the, the, the guys? Uh, guys of vacation. That's there not the word. I just don't want to pronounce it because <laughs> he, he checks in the... He checks in with an old friend, Jenny Summers, and starts to believe her boss, art dealer, Victor Maitland, might somehow be involved in the murder. However, Lieutenant of the Beverly Hills Police Department does not trust fully and hinders his search for evidence. Came out in 1984. Nice. Wow. I'm actually excited to see it because I've always heard about it, known it, but never seen it. So that should be fun. Fuck, word is that? Auspices? Auspices. Auspices. Whatever the fuck that word is. Yeah. Uh, Under the uh, (laughs) intention or whatever. Words. Words. I do Uh, have good elocution, (laughs) but I'm not sure about that one. Fucking Um, thesaurus over here. So (laughs) be sure to watch that movie next week and let's get into the static. Welcome to the static. All right, we're going to jump right into Gavin versus Wild this week. Um, Last week, Gavin won with a W. A big W. Uh, Gavin took on a black bear, and uh, Gavin won 60% to 40%. So that's a pretty good victory. Pretty good on you, bud. Black bears are wusses. I now have a bear <laughs> rug. Yeah, I now have a bear rug. Um, and this week, we got a good one. We got one that I've been wanting to do forever, and Gavin can't stop me this time. Gavin's going to take on a chimpanzee. Woo! Jesus Christ. So I think it's just fair fight you and a chimpanzee just straight up. I'm not surprised <laughs> you say that. I'll give you a Bowie knife. A fucking <laughs> Bowie knife. It will literally rip my hand off before Swiss I can do anything with it. <laughs> fucking paperclip. Um, you're talking to someone who's seen every single Planet of the Apes movie, so let's so refer to the expert. Apes are fucking strong. <laughs> apes together. But this one's a normal ape. Did we're apes die in that movie? You're not fighting Which Caesar. Movie? Any of them. Apes died in those movies, right? Yeah, you want what they died to? What? Guns. <laughs> <laughs> give me so like, give me an M16. The genetic. Sure, I will take on the chimps. Give me a fucking chimps. 50 caliber. And I will take Gosh, action. you had to bring up Planet of the Apes. I was just getting over Caesar. <laughs> Did you watch the original? No, I'm going to watch it. Maybe not, though. Cringe. <laughs> um, so what would be fair, Gavin? What would be fair? Spin your thing. This is a chimp. Spin your thing. So I was thinking. I would need armor and a weapon. Let's baseball it up. I'll give you an umpire gear. That is going to do it's nothing. It's like the whole body armor. Okay, and then catcher's gear. What the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> okay, catcher's gear and... That does nothing to stop me from getting my baseball arm Baseball bat. That does nothing to stop me from getting my arm ripped off. Here, I have these stats pulled up real quick. It was, Gavin. I, have a, I believe so in you. I vote chimp. <laughs> I vote chimp. <laughs> uh, I get a rubber band. Yes. Uh, fair enough. 
You're telling me you can't be a lesser evolved creature than you. So That's chimpanzees in one-on-one -on -one combat. I get three Mike Tyson punches. Chimp <laughs> chimpanzees. Ooh, on I like that fight. You can get a game breaker from NFL Street. I don't know what that is. <laughs> chimpanzees <laughs> are on average 100 pounds and can range anywhere between three to six feet. So we'll go right in the middle, which is four, five, four and a half. <laughs> Math. <Okay. laughs> four, five, five, and, four and a half. Uh, <laughs> damn it, do we are bad on bad at math on this show. We and it sucks. Yeah, who the fuck? What are we speaking French? This happened last week Dude, too. It says males can weigh up to like 130 pounds. It says they weigh between 57 to 154. So I gave you 100. The good boys get bananas. So yeah, they can weigh up to that. How much does it cost? It costs like 50,000 to buy one. You can, you buy, can buy one. <laughs> Buy a chimp. Didn't you ever watch the Drake and Josh Christmas movie? <laughs> that was an orangutan. All right, guys. Chimp. Linked below. We're going to have a GoFundMe for a chimp. <laughs> Continue. Was it an orangutan? Or it was a chimp. It was an orangutan. If it's if I'm right, you have to fight the chimp. Okay. Oh. Ethan versus Wild special. What, what what's the what's the debate here? What what type of monkey was on Drake and Josh? It was a chimp. Was it? Ah, got him. <laughs> Look at that. It's a are, chimp. Are you showing a picture? Wasn't it Bobo? What is video? Wasn't his name like what Bobo is that? the Chimp it's or the something? Drake and Josh movie. Christmas movie. Drake and Josh Christmas movie. I was talking about the episode. Get the hell out of here. No. I don't think there was an episode. With there the is movie. where the guy is going to eat the orangutan. What? That's not what you're arguing. So Drake and Ethan Josh. now has to fight the Chimp. I don't recall this one. You get no weapons and armor. I think you got a good shot. Right here. Me too. Drake and Josh orangutan. Bobo is an orangutan. He appeared in My Dinner with Bobo. Oh, yeah, so I was right. Drake Bobo, has, Drake has but him. it was an orangutan. It was an orangutan. <laughs> yeah, Drake has him. I knew that. I just didn't want to admit it. Yeah. Oh, it was a baby one. It yeah. had, like, boxers on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Drake would hold it and stuff. That's yeah. cute. So I was I right. I have no idea how they were able to sign on for that. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Well, they're really well trained. It's I was I was doubting the fact. I was doubting orangutan. Super smart. I was super doubting orangutan because... I remember them being really big, and I was like, "How are they getting you?" But it's a baby orangutan, so I was right, Gavin. Also you're fighting the you're also super strong. You're fighting the chimp on your own. The chimp is also like 130, 100 pounds of bite power muscle. is thirteen hundred psi. You have a bite power of one sixty two. Ooh, okay, so, uh, biting power doesn't. I don't win that one. But you have a bat. You don't need to bite it. You have. It <laughs> has <laughs> using a fucking bat. It has a poor <laughs> sense of smell. Oh. Am I going to sniff the chimp before I beat the shit out of it? Oh, you have better sight than it. <laughs> here's the defenses. Is they there just a straight-up comparison yeah. between chimps and humans on Look, here's, de here's defenses. So for the chimp, it says <laughs> they use their strong bite and fangs to subdue an opponent. And for humans, they have fight or flight response. This is literally a weigh-in. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. <laughs> it even gives the weight. Humans can wait. And in this corner. <laughs> humans, can weigh, uh, humans can wait anywhere between 120 and 183. Whoa. What the fuck <laughs> humans we to look? What, what humans are you looking at? What the fuck? This was uh, done in 1992. I'll say offense. You ever, what? Offense. Using outdated. Offensive capabilities. This was 30 years ago. I w he's just kidding. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm not even looking <laughs> at it. Offensive word. capabilities. Uh, chimps use their strong muscles. They grapple, slam, and wrestle their victims to the ground. What's the damage? They kick, hit, stomp. Pull on hair and drag their victims. Okay. Well, you have a bat, so you Here's won't this. get within range. Humans' offensive capabilities. <laughs> Humans can use their leverage of their bones to impart more force than they would be able to when their own muscular structure alone. I don't even know what the hell that means. Like <laughs> pile like driving a punch? somebody. I was going to say, yeah. I mean like a punch or something? Yeah, like punching. Uh, predatory behavior. Uh, chimps, high propensity for proactive aggression. And humans groom. No, no. Humans have a low propensity for reactive aggression. Are you going to look up the part where the chimpanzee has been known to tear off limbs from humans? Let me see. The key factor in a fight between a chimpanzee and a human. Um, how, how about the one where the chimp tore off the face of that one woman? Remember that part? That one woman. How many How many people have killed chimps, though, You didn't Gavin? even address the fact. A lot. <laughs> with a gun. No do one's you, running up to a Do you want a gun? Yes. No. How about this? You fucker. How about this, Gavin? I give you a Bowie knife. <laughs> You're going to fight one of these things I with a Bowie knife. I get a lightsaber. You always want the biggest thing. I want a lightsaber. You know, I'm going to expose you to the audience right now. I told you that this is off camera, off microphone. Off record. Off record. Media. Um, 
that you won against the bear. And you said, oh, yeah, that was easy. I should have yeah, won that. Yeah, with the weapons that I had. So I'm tired of giving you, you easy stuff you like a fucking... for you to feel like it's an easy win. I want it to be a battle. I want it to be a struggle. I want it to be a close fight. It's going to be a close fight with anything that's not ranged and rapid fire. I'll give you So a... you agree Bowie Knife is a close fight then? No. Bowie Knife would probably lose instantly. The chimp jumps. You have a knife. You stab it. You, you're in armor. You you're act, fine. Bowie you, knife. You act like the Bowie knife. You act like one stab is going to be like, oh, I'm dead. And just jump off. I'm going to, you know what? This will be the experiment. I make this joke every week. Gavin, you get a rocket launcher against this chimp. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> he says the same thing. God. Every week. Um, Gavin, we should, we should, I think we need to alter this a little bit. What? You for the wild, me for Gavin, and we debate. Because Gavin is clearly biased. He's very biased. He I think that's biased. Fair. <laughs> I'm not biased. I'm just I'm trying to have a fair fight. I I think yeah, the fight was unfair. If it was me, chimp, Your Honor, it, my client deserves a bigger Bowie knife. I'll, I'll give you the one from Inglorious Bastards. I'll That's a, a Bowie, big Bowie knife. I'll take a Bowie knife the size of a sword. So you want a sword? Your Honor, the defense rests. I'll We're take a sword to convene. <laughs> Objection. You're saying, Gavin, what do you think about the big Bowie knife? <laughs> if it uh, was me versus a chimp with a Bowie knife, I feel like I could take it. I can take a chimp. I don't think you I know. I can take a chimp straight up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you know what the fuck a chimp Paul, is at that Paul point. Paul can take a chimp blindfolded. I don't, I don't think you know what a chimp is then. Shut up, Paul. I think you're thinking of a different animal. I you know, just Gavin, don't think you have that raw primal instinct in you. You know, Gavin? I would if this. it came down to it, but here's I just. This. You're kidnapped by the cartel. It comes I, down to it. Why would except I you have a Bowie knife. Gavin, you're kidnapped by the cartel. They throw you in the forest, but you're like. There's a bunch of people around. You're like Tarzan in an arena, and there's a chimp, and they're like, here, here's your Bowie knife. How Fight that chimp. How great was that scene, though? That scene was awesome in Tarzan. Awesome. I love that scene. I've never, what are you talking about? <laughs> the one where he kills the leopard? Never seen it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Get out of town. Okay. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, your life depends on it. Well, you yeah. have No, no, no. You have no choice right now. Your life depends. You have to kill that chimp. Wait, did I have and a then choice on the other ones? No. No, not really. So, what the fuck? No, you don't have a choice right now. You can't argue it. Your life depends on fighting that chimp. You make an argument for the people so that they vote for you. Do it. Go. How I would lose. You? All right, then you lose. Plain and simple. Vote on this week's Gavin versus Wild, where Gavin takes on a chimpanzee with Both a Bowie options knife. options are chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Chimpanzee or less strong chimpanzee? Is the less strong chimpanzee smarter? That means jack shit in a fucking fight like that. Mm, clearly, you, you don't know about battle tactics. Mm. Do mm. I get prep time then? Curious. Can I get prep time? Give me prep time, then I'll take the Bowie knife. Do you know where a Bowie knife origin is from? Yeah. Killing chimps? You Arkansas. Watched, you ever watch the, po- the Punisher? It goes through the fucking whole spiel about what the Bowie knife was meant for. Like with the with Jane or Thomas Jane? Tom, John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. John Travolta was the main villain in that movie. Are you talking about the movie The Punisher? Yeah. Oh. Thomas J- he just named The Punisher. Huh? John Travolta was in that movie? He was the main villain. I really don't remember Oh, my that. God. You need to watch that movie. That fucking Oh, I've seen it. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. It sucks, but it was so funny. When did that come out? Like 2003, <laughs> No wonder I don't remember. <laughs> Early 2000s. 2004. That's crazy. It was in the Ghost Rider era. God. John Travolta was Four in that. <laughs> Guys, John Travolta was in that movie. You heard it here first, folks. John Travolta was in the 2004 Punisher movie. Wow. You wow. heard it here f- first, folks. Just, John There's Travolta. a 2004 Punisher movie. <laughs> John Travolta versus the chimp? No, it's you versus the chimp. Okay. All right, uh, be sure to vote on our Instagram, uh, OEF White Noise, for who you think is going to win. It's uh, Gavin with a Bowie knife. Versus a chimpanzee. That's Gavin, it. Gavin wins. I pick Gavin. I pick Gavin too. Gavin, if you don't win, then we'll 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 start listening to your concerns when we come to the debate of what you have. Okay. Okay. Every time <laughs> it's like Gavin wins. Gavin wins, and he's like, Yeah, I know. I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Of I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. But then the one where you should have <laughs> won with the forty-four Magnum, you lost. <laughs> uh, you should have. That's won because that. the animals I was fighting weren't like the only one that I'll say would have been like impossible for me to beat is like the tiger. What, the, the tiger one that you won? Yeah. The tiger I would have fucking died on. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. The tiger is like, the tiger and the hippo are the only two that I legitimately, are and the chimp, but that I, I legitimately think I would have needed a fucking What's the beat. other one you lost on? The shark. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the shark. <laughs> I'm going to say that every episode, dude. I'm going to do a sticker of a shark. <laughs> oh, God. 
Okay. Moving on. <laughs> we'll make t-shirts that say Sharkos. <laughs> Jesus. Thanks, Anthony. Um, shout out, Anthony. <laughs> Anyways, The Punisher's two hours and 20 minutes, Gavin. The Punisher what? The Punisher's two hours and 20 minutes. I know. It's a fucking amazing two hours and 20 minutes. I like minutes. it, though. Um, all right. Cool. So be sure to vote on our Instagram, OEF White Noise. Gavin with a Bowie knife versus a chimpanzee. You can vote on our Instagram or you can vote on our YouTube in the comment section. And we'll make sure all votes are accounted for. Um, with that being said. Wait, wait, I'm getting a big Bowie knife? You're getting a Bowie knife. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I like a Bowie knife. I was looking up pictures of it. I totally thought of a different knife. What knife were you thinking? I don't want to say. <laughs> like a pocket Let's knife? Just say I thought it was like a, a lot switch smaller. Blade? Let's just say I thought it was a lot smaller. <laughs> a Bowie knife is huge. Like the equivalent would be so like all me going this up time, against it with like a butter knife. And all like, this what? time when Paul has been saying all you need is a Bowie knife, you can take on any animal, you've been thinking of like a butter knife? Not a butter knife per se, but something like around that caliber. Like a switch blade? Yeah. Yeah? No, a Bowie knife is a good knife. That's a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shut up, Paul. Um, so a 14-inch Bowie, that's going to hurt. Jesus Christ. If I can land the first hit, I win. It's a short sword, bro. <laughs> uh, do you have a Jakey factuality for us? I do. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Hey, Peter. All right. Welcome to the Jakey factuality where I give you all the facts of the day. <clears throat> Today's fact is, did you know that carrots were originally purple naturally huh? in the wild? Carrots were grown purple. What? The fuck out of here. Source? Yep. They were the Source? norm. Yeah. There were some offshoots, like, you know, you got discoloration, whatever. There were some yellow ones, white ones that appeared in the wild over time. And in the 17th century, um, Dutch carrot gro- growers managed to cultivate the yellow and the white ones to get the orange ones that we see today. Thank you, Dutch. Dutch land? What, what fucking country are you in? Dutch. Dutch? Dutch. Is it just Dutch? Dutch. Thank you, Dutch. The German they area. Created a lot of <laughs> created a lot of cool <laughs> shit. Dutch Vanderlin? That's gluten. Do you know the bananas originally have like seeds all over them? Like the ones in the wild do? Nope. You should look that up. Highly unappetizing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I tried a banana split for the first time? That's crazy, dude. I don't know why I thought you meant like splits as in like the gymnastics. No. A banana like, huh? split. A banana with vanilla ice cream? Never happened. Whoever thought of that is genius. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Yeah, Dairy Queen invented the banana split. They, d- they invented all ice cream. Oh, okay. Hence, <laughs> though, I did the Dairy Queen. I did see the a fuck? fact the other day that's kind of makes sense, but when you think about it, it's, huh. Do you take it? It takes a raindrop two minutes to hit the ground. I believe yeah. it. It takes forever. Like, yeah, it, like when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, but it's like, huh. Hold never, on. How never think it, about how it. How long does it take light to reach Earth? <laughs> I thought it was also like something proportionally small time like from our sun like if this like the sun producing light rays right how long does it take to reach earth from our like our sun right yes a long time eight minutes and 20 seconds wait really yeah i was gonna say like you mean to tell me that trade that raindrop is that sunlight travels at the speed of light naturally okay (laughs) yes and (laughs) from the surface of the sun needed to travel across the vacuum of space to reach the surface of the earth eight minutes and 20 seconds oh I expected it a lot longer than that. No, I knew it was like super short. That's why when you said two minutes, I was like, what? Late raindrops? Well, raindrops don't move at the speed of light. Well, they need to get good then. <laughs> Skill issue. Well, I mean, the sun is far. Sun's like. But only, but only a six minute difference? 100 miles? 100 million that's, miles. That's yes. what I meant, yeah. <laughs> One billion dollars. So, how long would it take to get there? About 12. Maybe three. Hmm? How long would it take to get to the sun? I don't know. Okay. A long time. Um, cool. So I hope you enjoyed all those various facts about space and nature. Uh, be sure to follow our social medias. Once again, uh, subscribe to our YouTube, one eyed fits. We, where we post the podcast in its audio form and where our new podcast is going to be up there on video and a bunch of other projects on the way. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out and then follow our Instagram so that you get updated along the way. We have uh, OEF Studios, which is just our main broad Instagram account. We have OEF White Noise, which is the Instagram for the White Noise podcast. And then the new one, uh, the Old Fashioned Pod, which will be the Instagram for our new podcast. Uh, Appreciate your support. Be sure to leave a comment down below for a chance for it to be read live on air. It won't be live because this is pre-recorded, but you get the gist. 
And last week, we did have a comment from a good friend of the show, the the legend himself, the Charcussi legend. Um, give Gavin the Baraka arm blades with the two flintlocks. I got a question for Gavin. Here's your question, <laughs> Gavin. What is your social security number? What is it? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know, but I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't know if I want to disclose that. Let me All rebuttal right. that with a different question, Anthony. If your credit card number turned into the amount of money in your bank, how rich would you be? <laughs> That's a good question. Wow. See? Make sure to include the three magic numbers on the back and then the expiration date. Yeah, so we know how long you have the money and then... Uh, and then, like, how the, the, the three numbers help you get the money. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so go ahead and leave a comment down below. Ask a question, and Gavin will answer it just like that. Isn't that wild What was your technology? first technology? What street did you grow up on? <laughs> What's mother's your mother's maiden name? What was your first girlfriend or boyfriend? <laughs> what city were you born in? Um, we appreciate you for listening. As always, uh, thank you. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Subscribe. Follow our social medias once again. We appreciate you. We will see you next week. As of right now, we're going to go watch Planet of the Apes because those movies slap. Monkey. <laughs>